going to be learning Kutzisifus, Chelekir Tess, the fourth Sicha for Parshas Kitzaytse. At the end of this week's Parsha, it talks about the mitzvah of Zichiras Amalek. And there's three mitzvahs which are discussed. First mitzvah is Zachar Sashaasolcha Amalek Vedech Kitzayslam Mitzrayim. The first mitzvah is a mitzvah's essay to remember what Amalek did. The second mitzvah's essay is to Meicha, to erase Timcha Zechar Amalek, to erase and to destroy the Zechar of Amalek. And the third mitzvah is a loisase, which is loisishkach. You're not supposed to forget what they have done for us. In the Rishonim, there's machlekes. When exactly or how often are you supposed to be fulfilling this mitzvah of zechiras amalek? The Rambam writes that it's a mitzvah essay. This called tamid ma'asav haroyim v'avirasay. That if there's a mitzvah to say constantly to remember his bad deeds and how he ambushed us. And the purpose is, in order to awaken our hatred, in the, in the, in the mitzvah sefer, that's in the Rambam, the Yad, in the Sefer Mitzvah, he writes a very similar idea. And he says the purpose is to remember in order that it will be awaken our nefesh to, war, uh, to wage war against the Malik. So according to the Rambam, he says very clearly that the mitzvah essay is to remember constantly. Which that means, the Pashtas, that, that in your heart, they're constantly in your mind. There always has to be that zecher of what a Malik did. And every time you say pepe, there would actually be a mitzvah sesay. But every time you mention it, even if it's kamupam of a yayim, there's a mitzvah to remember what a Malik did. That would be a mitzvah sesay constantly. And definitely in the heart, because you can't always be saying it, but in the heart, there would be a constant mitzvah to remember. If we look at the Sefer HaChinuch, and also the Ramban. So the Ramban, on the Torah says, he brings actually two opinions. He says he first brings an opinion that says that it's a mitzvah to say to remember a Malik one time a year, and he says this is the minyag of uh, the Shabbos before Purim. We, we, we read Parshas Zachar, and the purpose of reading Parshas Zachar, that's over to fulfill this mitzvah of Zechar, to remember what a Malik did to us. The Ramban himself says, what seems proper in my eyes, he gives a different shot, that the mitzvah is that we're supposed to remember the pet to constantly speak about um, what Amalek did to us, the bad things, in order that we won't forget uh, what, he, what he has done, and therefore we will come to destroy him. So all three mitzvahs are connected. So we're remembering what he did in order that we'll be able to destroy him, and we won't forget what he's done until he's actually completely destroyed. According to that shot of the Ramban, it's not so clear how often the mitzvah is. And we'll get back to that uh, Ramban in a moment, but the Ramban, according to his own shot, doesn't say how often that's supposed to be. He's more giving you the idea. The idea is that you need to remember in order that you should know that you have to destroy Malik and therefore you couldn't, you're not allowed to forget. Mashmois is, according to the Ramban, that's what it seems to me at least, that there is no set time um, for one to remember uh, a Malik. Rather is, it really depends on the person. If you're able to say once in your life and you remember, that's great. If you need more than one time, then you have to do it more than one time. But the, it's really the outcome which is the main thing about remembering. If we look at the Chinuch, so the Chinuch says that the mitzvah is to say it once every year or every two years or every three years. And what does that mean, once every year, two years, three years? So it seems like what he's saying is because there are different minhagim how often you'd finish reading the Torah. So if you finish, finish reading the Torah once a year, then you're saying, Parshish Kaseit, say once a year. If, it's a, if your minig is to say, let's say, every, once every three years, like there was such a minig in Yerushalayim to, do, to finish the Torah reading, the whole Torah, at once every three years, then you'd actually fulfill the mitzvah once every three years. 
And the Minchas Chinuch writes that L'choyer, according to the Minchas Chinuch, what he's trying to say is that there actually isn't a mitzvah, there isn't the mitzvah to do it at a set time. Rather, uh, rather, whenever, as long as you remember, you say it once, you did the Zechir Bepet once in your life, and Lo Sishlach, you never forget because of that Zechir Bepet, then you have fulfilled both the essay and uh, the Loisase. And that would be the Mashmois in the Lashon of the Chinuch. Because the Chinuch writes, he says, at the end of the Chinuch, he writes, that if someone who's over and he doesn't remember in his heart and never reads it ever, so he never reads it. So the Mashmois is that who's over on this Mitzvah essay, it's someone who never goes Karbatibayla. So the Mashmai says, according to the Chinuch, you really just need it once in, uh, in your life, which is somewhat interesting because the Chinuch, we know, usually follows the Derech of the Rambam. The Rambam says clearly the mitzvah is Tamit, to constantly remember what Amalek did for us. Masha'inkin, according to the Chinuch, it seems like you just need to have the Zechir Bepeh once in your life. And of course, Leisishkach would be something which would be constant, you're never allowed to forget because of that one time that you did the Zechirah. So um, it will be interesting that we know, this may be a possible explanation for the Chinuch, is that we know the Chinuch usually explains like the Rambam, but many times he will give the interpretation of the mitzvah according to the Ramban. So the, the, the actual minyan of mitzvahs is always like the Rambam. And many times he'll bring, when the Ramban argues, if, you know, sometimes the Ramban would argue that if, if, if a particular mitzvah is a mitzvah, if it's not a mitzvah, so he'll bring the Ramban. And even more rarely, we do find that sometimes he will explain a mitzvah like how the Ramban explains it, not like the Ramban. So Ulai, this is one of those examples, that the way how he's explaining the mitzvah of Zecher, Zechor, Esashah, Malik would be like the Ramban, Alatayra. Either way, these seem to be uh, the, main, the main opinions uh, of, of when you need to have Zechiras Amalek. So again, we have the Ramban, as you also mentioned, the Smag, hold that it's Tommy, it's a mitzvah tummy to remember what they did. Then we have the opinion of uh, the first Mand Omer of the, of the Ramban. The Chinuch also mentions this opinion. Uh, it's also mentioned by the Toysus, the Rajva, that you're supposed to do it once a year. As long as you have the, the, the Shabbos before Purim is a mitzvah's essay to read Parsha Zachar. To give you more background, this is from a Gemara. The Toysus, the Gemara tells us that there's a machlekes Rebbe in the Rabbanon, what language Shema is supposed to be in? Is Shema supposed to be in Lashon HaKadosh? Or could we say it in any language that you understand? So the Gemara wants to say, based on that, maybe B'chol HaTayr Kulei they're arguing about. Maybe there's a machlekes B'chalal in the Tayr, what language should the Tayr be read in Lashon HaKadosh? Or could the Tayr be read B'chol Lashon? So Tayr asked right away, what do you mean the, the, the Tayr could be read B'chol Lashon and Lashon HaKadosh? When is there ever an obligation to read the Tayr? This that we read the Torah on a weekly basis is only a mitzvah with the Rabban. So Rebbe and the Rabban are arguing about the mitzvah of Kriyashma, which is a mitzvah sasem in a Torah. Should it be done, Balashan HaKadosh, or Chalashan Shemavim? So what does the Gemara mean? That maybe they also argue about how the Torah is supposed to be read. The Torah being read weekly on Shabbos is only a mitzvah with the It's not a mitzvah with the so, so, so it has no connection to the argument about Shema. So Teisus explains that because Parsha Zachar is a mitzvah sasem in a so the question of the Gemara is, would Rebbe and Rabbanon also argue B'cholotar means even in Parsha Zachar, could Parsha Zachar be read and has to be read in Lashon Kodesh, or could it be read B'chol Lashon? The Rajvah even adds Parsha's Parah. According to the Rajvah, even Parsha's Parah is a mitzvah, the same with the Raisa.
And then the third opinion we had was the Ramban and the Chinuch, that the mitzvah of needs just needs to be once in your life. That you remember, it's die to fulfill the mitzvah of Zechira by saying it once in your life, uh, remembering what Amalek did. So based now that we have the background of the mitzvah, now we could jump into the sikha itself. So the Rebbe brings a sifri on the Pasuk. The sifri tells us that when it says in the Pasuk, Zechor, Zechor, also Lecha Amalek, that Yochel Belev, maybe, maybe this is a mitzvah b'machshava, Belev over here means the mind, that you're supposed to think about in your mind what Amalek did to us. But since the Pasuk says, Leisishkach, Hari Belev Omer, it's ready not to forget that's something which is in your heart not to forget that's not something that you're actively doing it's something that is passive don't forget so that would be something which is machshava. so therefore what it says Zachar must mean that you're supposed to do the path so the Pasha is what's the Sifri telling us the Sifri is telling us that since there's two expressions of the Pasuk there's Zachar and there's Leisishkach what's the difference between the two Leisishkach must mean Belev while Zachar would mean uh, has to mean the path uh, or else, what are they adding? It's just redundant. Alamai, one means machshava, but Loisa says machshava, you're not allowed to forget. And there's a mitzvah's essay to have a zahira pepe. So we look at the Malbim, he gives them a, a little bit of a deeper shot in the Sifri. The Malbim tells us that Lachaira, what's, he, what, he doesn't understand the question of the Sifri. Many times in the Torah, we'll have a mitzvah's essay and a mitzvah's Loisa say. And the essay and the loisa say are really just the opposites of each other. For example, there's a mitzvah's essay to fast on Yom Kippur, to ma'ana on Yom Kippur, which means not to eat. And there's, if you do eat, then you're over on a loisa say. There's a loisa say that about eating on Yom Kippur. So we have an essay to fast, and then we have a loisa say not to eat. So they're really just opposite of each other. What are they adding? One's to eat, one's, one's saying not to eat, and the other saying that's a mitzvah to fast. So what are they really adding? So same thing over here. Say there's a mitzvah to remember. And if you forget, then not only are you not in the mitzvah's essay, you're actually even over on the lois essay. So the Sifri explains, because lois sishkach is a little bit different than these other uh, lois essays. He says, lois sishkach means not to forget. You can't give a mitzvah or a a lois essay of something which is natural. A person forgets things. Uh, The mind doesn't contain all information Forever, eventually the mind will forget many things. So how can you give us, say, it's a loisa say if you forget, what is the person doing wrong? He didn't do anything wrong. It, it just, uh, you know, b-b-b-b-derf after many years, he hasn't studied this particular pasha, that he forgot it. Why is that being over in a loisa say? What did he do wrong? Elamai, the Malvin says, what is the lab loisishkach mean? The lab loisishkach means that you need to re- remember it in your mind in order that you shouldn't forget it. So loisishkach itself means that you have to do something. You have to remember in your mind the story of a malik in order that you shouldn't forget it. So when we get to the mitzvah of Zachar, which is an essay, what's the difference between the negative and the positive? They're both saying exactly the same thing. One is remember what a malik did, that's active. And the other one is also remember what a malik did in order that you shouldn't forget. They're exactly the same thing. There's no difference between the essay and the life's essay. You, there's, you, let's go back to the example of Yom Kippur. By Yom Kippur, there is a difference. One is there's a mitzvah's essay to, to ma'ale oneself, to cause oneself pain. So you're fulfilling something. You're causing that suffering by not eating. So you're actively doing something. Meaning is by not eating, you're causing a certain emotion 
or feeling within yourself. And then the loisa say is that you're not allowed to eat. So there is a difference between the essay and the loisa say. The essay accomplishes something. Loisa say is making sure that you don't do something you're not allowed to. Same thing, let's say, with Shabbos. There's a mitzvah to rest. So the resting is something positive that's happening. And the loisa say is not to do, not to do work. But over here by loisishkach and zachar there's no difference at all between them. They're both telling you to do exactly the same thing. Zohar means remember, and Leishishkach means remember in order that you shouldn't forget. What's the difference between them? They're both a positive action. They're both saying to do something. Even the Loisa says to do something. Alamai, it must be that they're actually telling us to do two different things. That's his hechrich, that the that there must be a difference between uh, Zachar and also Leisishkach. So Leisishkach is telling you that you have to remember at least in your mind, you have to be thinking about a Malik in order that you will not come to forget it. So there's an obligation to, to, to remember uh, in your mind, to, to, uh, at least to a minimum, that you will never come to forget uh, what a Malik did to us. And then there's a mitzvah's essay to say pepeh, to actually verbalize what a Malik did to us. So therefore the uh, there is a difference between the two mitzvahs. So usually, again, an essay and the loyce, they say really just the opposites of each other. But over here, it can't mean that because it, it, they, they, it would, they wouldn't be opposites of each other. It would be exactly the same thing. Therefore, it must be that one is the uh, dibor, that when it says zakhar, besides for, of course, including within it the, the obligation to remember in one's mind and one's heart what Malik did, there's an additional aspect of that you actually have to verbalize it. You have to say it. And then loysishka would mean that you can't come to forget. You're not allowed to come to forget. And then again, that l'chaira, not, not once we already have the mitzvah's essay, which is to say the peh, so the pasha says, by saying it the peh, you won't come to forget it. But even if you don't say the peh, uh, but you never forget the story, l'chaira, you wouldn't be over. Meaning as if you, let's say, heard the story once, or you read it, and you never forget. So even if you never uh, fulfilled the mitzvah's essay of Zahira, at least you're not going to be over in the Leishishkach as long as you remember the story. So, so, so that's the, to, to, to recap what we said into, so far, where we're up to. We, we brought a, the three different opinions when, we, what, when exactly is the mitzvah, or how often is the mitzvah of Zichor, uh, one opinion is it's Tamid, other opinion is it's um, once a year, and the third opinion is it could be once in your life, as long as as that helps you remember what a Malik did and it doesn't and you won't forget what a Malik did. And the second thing we mentioned is that the Sifri is telling us that there's a the difference between the essay and the Loisa says the essays has to be pair, while the Loisa say Loisishkach is just the lev. So if we look at the mitzvah of Shabbos, the Torah's Kingdom says the similar idea by Shabbos. It says by Shabbos, the Khorus Yom Hashabas Lakachim. So the so the Torah's Kingdom says Yacha Belibcha when it says remember, maybe it just means in your mind. But when it says shamur, that already includes shmir balav. So So what does zacher mean? It means It means that you're supposed to verbalize it. You're supposed to actually say it with your mouth. So we see a, a similarity between Amalek and Zahir Shabbos, that both of them uh, have a loisa say of not forgetting or to remember. And there's also a mitzvah's essay to actually have a, uh, a, a Zahir B'peh. So based on that, L'chair we can answer, we could, we could explain the uh, Tanchuma, we could try to understand this Tanchuma regarding Malik.
Stam, just to add one more detail, is that by Shabbos, it, we also have that same machloikis. When it says Zachor Shem Shabbos Lakatri, does it just mean on Shabbos you have to remember it? Or does it mean even during the week you're supposed to remember Shabbos? Like the Ramban says that you're supposed to remember Shabbos on Sunday, that if you find something which is Geshmach for Shabbos, you're going, you're, you'll buy it for Shabbos. Meaning is that Shabbos is constantly on your mind. So therefore, when you're seeing good things, you say, oh, that would be perfect for Shabbos. So even by Shabbos, we're saying it's, it, it, the Zechira uh, would be Tamid. Another important Nakuda would be that Lachayr, the Rebbe, says that according to all opinions, even if you hold the mitzvahs once in your life or once a year, if you do do a zahira more often, you fulfill the mitzvah. Meaning is the obligation is only once in your life or once in um, once a year. But if you do more zahiras, every time you do a zahira, you're going to fulfill the mitzvah of zahir tzisrayim. Zachar tzisrayim. To remember what a malik did. So the kuliyama, you will be, you will fulfill the mitzvah. And the reason why he says this it is because we have a kalal of because we try not to add an argument. So therefore, since the Rambam holds that it's a constant mitzvah, that whenever you would say and remember what a malik did, you fulfill the obligation. So l'chayra, what that means is that it's not just a, it, it, the, the mitzvah here is just in order not to forget what a malik did. Right? If the mitzvah is just not to forget what a malik did, then why, if you're constantly saying it, would it be a mitzvah according to the Rambam? Elamai, what he's trying to say is that this itself that you're talking about, what Amalek did, which is the Ur and the Nefashis, to be loichim against Amalek, that itself is a mitzvah. So therefore, every single time you do this positive act of, of speaking about it and therefore awakening your, your thought and your, your kavanah to this issue, that's a mitzvah and huodin for all the other opinions. So we look at the Tanchuma, the Tanchuma recognizes this, this similarity between Shabbos and Amalek. It says, He says, both by Shabbos and Amalek, it says the word Zachar. So he says, Shneim Shavim. Does this mean that they're both the same? Why would we think they're both the same? As we just explained, they both have this aspect of remembering constantly and not forgetting. So therefore, the Medrash is asking, are they not the same? And what, 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 what's the Medrash asking? So L'chaira, according to what we explained, what the Medrash is trying to ask is, how could you have both of these mitzvahs at the same time? If Shabbos is a mitzvah to remember constantly, and um, Amalek, there's a mitzvah to remember constantly, then how are you supposed to fulfill both of these obligations at the same moment? L'chaira, that's something which is not shayach. But the truth is, you can't really say that that's what the question of the Tanchum is. So that actually is a good question, and, and we'll hold on to that question, is how is it even Shaykh to have, the, to remember two things always? If you say one's a mitzvah once a year or once a week, then you could have, you know, one moment to remember in Shabbos, another moment in Malik. But <coughs> how can you remember both concepts at the same time? So the Medrash Lechayur asked that question, but we're saying, but we're going to show that it's impossible. The Medrash actually isn't asking that question. It's going to ask a different question. The proof of this is, because you look at the answer. So Moshe Rabbeinu answers them. This is in the Pirkei of Eliezer, who the Rebbe quotes. Um, so the question was, so the Tanchum and the Pirkei of Eliezer are very similar. So initially he brings the Tanchum, and then he brings the, uh, the Pirkei of Eliezer for the answer, because he's going to be medaic more on the answer. So Pashas, I guess the answer is the same idea, but the Diyukim are, are more exact to what the Rebbe is trying to say, with the Pirkei of Eliezer, 
So it says, Amr le Moshe, so Moshe replies, Lo taim a kaisel kunditim le kaisel chaimitz. You can't compare a kaisel of spice wine to a kaisel of vinegar. Zakais to zakais. This is a cup and this is a cup. So that's a similarity between them. But zachar le shmar le kadash le shirma shabbos. Zachar is the purpose of zachar for shabbos is to guard and to make holy the shabbos. Shnamas zachar is shirma shabbos le kache. The zeh zachar lo einish. While by a malik, the zachar, the purpose is not to make kadash someone. No, the purpose is to give them punishment. So he's telling us two different types of zakhars. So how does that answer the question? If the question was, how can you have two thoughts simultaneously, by saying one's for Kedusha, one's in order for a punishment, that doesn't really answer the question. And furthermore, the Rebbe points out, there's many mitzvahs which are constant. The person has to, it says there's four mitzvahs which are tmidiyas. Amunah Hashem, Amunah that there's no other gods. Abbas Hashem, Yichud Hashem, Yiris Hashem, and Loisasur, Achlavav, Acharinecham, Ashotem, Azayim, and Azayim, Acharin. So those are also constant. So how can you have all those? Why doesn't the Pikr de Beliaz and the Tzadkumo ask, how could you have a Malik Shabbos and all these other mitzvahs at the same time? So that's not really what the question of the Medrash is. Some want to say that the question of the Medrash is, this is from the Radal, that the Yidin are saying, like, like like they're both the same, like both of them have the same uh, 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 same mindless, that they both, the same level of importance that you have to remember both of them. Bitmiyah. But again, the Rebbe doesn't like that shot because it's not Maduik in the Lashon of the, of the Shailah. The question was, this is from the Pirkei of Eliezer, is how are they both going to be able to be Neskayim? How can they both be? So according to the Tanchuma, maybe the, the answer of the Radal would work. So the Lashon of the Radal was Shneim Shavim, they're both equal. But according to the Pirkei of Eliezer, Pirkei Eliezer says, the question was, how are they going to be Neskayim both of them. How can you have both zechreinus at the same time? So that would not work for Pirkei B'Diyazer. And as we said, since there's no reason to say that the Tanhuma is arguing with the Pirkei B'Diyazer. So the Tanhuma would also be talking about the, whatever the Pirkei B'Diyazer is asking would be the same question the Tanhuma. So let's recap again. So what we've done is we've uh, we're really focusing mostly on the Rambam in this particular Sikha with that he says that there's a mitzvah to constantly remember what a Malik did. And we did point out that even according to the other opinions, there would still be a mitzvah every time you remember a Malik. So even though it's not a mitzvah that you have to constantly be remember what a Malik did, but if you did, you actually would be fulfilling a mitzvah. But the question is, how can you have two things at the same time? How can you have Shabbos and, and a Malik at the same time? And the truth is, how can you have any of the six mitzvahs to me just at the same time? The second question is from the Medrash. The Medrash says that they're both equal. What's the question? We know it can't, doesn't mean if they're both equal, how can you have them both at the same time? Because it will, that, because the, from the answer of the Medrash, it's clear that that wasn't the question. So the, now the question would be is, what was the, what, what's bothering the Medrash? Like, why can't you remember two things? We're saying is, how can you remember both of these things? So the question is not, how can you have two things in your mind at the same time? LMI, the question is, why would you need to have to remember these two things? Like, why not? There's two totally different ideas. So one's about Shabbos, one's about uh, Amalek. And if you look at the answer, what's, what's, what's he even answering? That one's for punishment, one's for Kedusha, that's clear in the Pasuk, that you're supposed to remember Amalek in order to destroy him, while Shabbos, it's remembering Shabbos in order to make it holy. So what's he even answering? That the, explaining to them the different types of Zechorinus. 
that, oh, there are two different types of Zacharias. They know it's two different types of Zacharias. It's almost mocked that the question is, like what they're asking that, oh, you're, they're both the same thing. You're both remembering them for the same reason. He's like, no, it's not for the same reason. It's for two different reasons. But that's Pashat and the Psukim is for two different reasons. And then a few more Diyukim the Rebbe had is, why does it focus on that it was Chaimitz, that was one of the cups for Chaimitz? And also, why does it say, it does, this is a cup and this is a cup? Meaning is like trying to show the comparison that they're both cups. So the Rebbe explains that in mitzvahs b'cholus, we find three types of mitzvahs. We have mitzvahs which are um, b'maisa, we have mitzvahs shibadibar, and we also have mitzvahs which are b'machshava. And the shleimus of a mitzvah which is b'maisa is when it comes with kavana and the machshava sa'adam. So, for example, you're putting on, let's say, tefillin. So the shleimus of that mitzvah is not you're just putting on tefillin, but you have at the same moment, you're thinking about what you're supposed to think about by putting on tefillin, which is the the Achdus Hashem and Hashem took us on Mitzrayim and Shabbat Hamoyach Allah. You you do it with the with the kavan, and similarly the other way that the mitzvahs which are based on Dibur Machshava, they have to affect the person until Maisa Vapaya. For example, the Rebbe gives Amuna that a person has Amuna Balav, so a person has a strong Amuna that will bring him to fulfill all the mitzvahs of Hashem, as the as the Chazal tell us. The Chabakuk says you could take the whole Torah and put it into one principle, which is a Muna, that the Tzaddik lives with his Muna. What does that mean? That, that when you have a Muna of Hashem, that will automatically bring you to do all the missus that Hashem says. You have a Muna, so whatever Hashem tells you to do, it, does, it doesn't really matter what the mitzvah is. You're going to fulfill it because of your, your strong Muna, which you have in Hashem. So that, that there we're seeing an example that a Muna or something in the heart will bring to my Sabapayah. So before we go right there, I just point, want to point out the Rebbe brings in R thirty, sorry twenty three. He says Pinchas period, and then he says So if you look at the Torah over there, the Lakutei Torah, the Alter Rebbe talks about that that all every neshama has to come into this world to fulfill all the Tariyag mitzvahs for Machshava, Dibur, and Maisa. And he explains what is machshav, and he gives an example by carbonus. He says that machshava of the carbon would be avoid uh, which the zutfilah, which is keneged hatmidim. So we, the, the machshava of the mitzvah of carbonus would be the union of, of tefillah. The 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 dibur would be speaking about the halachas. It says it says kol Whoever is Isaac and Teres Eilas, Kilo Kikavaila, and the Mice would, of course, be, would be bringing the Mice of a pile. So the says, Lahayr. <clears throat> Why does he say Lahayr? So Lahayr sometimes can mean Lahayr, you know, this is somewhat connected. So it could be connected in a way is that this is somewhat of a proof, like a similar idea. Or Lahayr sometimes can mean like Lahayr from a, like a different, different type of explanation or a different way of learning this. Thing. So Lahayr. It seems like the Rebbe is trying to say there's another way of learning of how to have the shleimus <clears throat> of every mitzvah of the meaning that in the pnim the Rebbe was saying that the shleimus of a ma'isa is when it has a machshav, and the shleimus of machshav is when it brings to ma'isa a pale. But in but it's talking about it's talking about, when it's talking about ma'isa it's talking about the machshav that you have while doing the ma'isa. So if you're putting on tefillin, you're supposed to have shibur ha'mayich ba'ala. And when it talks about, let's say, the amuna, we're saying amuna will bring to do other mitzvahs. While in the Kutte Torah, it's talking about 
that mitzvah gufa. Meaning is that in the mitzvah of Karbanis, there's three aspects, and you're able to fulfill one without the other. You can fulfill the mitzvah of Machshava, which is the Indian of Tefillah, by davening, you're fulfilling the Teichen Ruchni of what Karbanis is. By learning about the Karbanis, you're fulfilling the Dibur, the Indian of Karbanis. And when you bring up carbon Papayal, you're doing the mice of the carbon. So in Lukut Teiter, he's explaining it differently, because over there, it's not that the the deep, that, that the Shlemus of the Mitzvah is that the, the Dibur, or sorry, the Maisa has to have the Machshava that comes with it. The Machshava that goes with the particular Maisa. Rather, in Lukutei Torah, it kind of shows you a way that sometimes you can have each thing, each thing separately. Or maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's also what the Rebbe is trying to show. They were saying that the, the Shlemus of the Mitzvah is that technically you can have each part which is separate. But the Shlemus is when you're not separating between them. Rather, you're having all of them, at least uh, in this example would be, the Machshava and when you, the Machshava, when you're bringing the carbon. The, the Dibur, of course, wouldn't be able to be at the same moment. Uh, and I guess similarly, the same thing would be with Amunah. The Amunah brings to other mitzvahs that you're going to do. So it's not within that mitzvah, that mitzvah gufa. Either way, so what the Rebbe is saying is, just a recap, is that we have these three types of mitzvahs, and the shlemus of each mitzvah on its own is when one, either by the Misa, that with, when you're doing the Misa, you have the Machshava with it. And when we're talking about mitzvahs, which are only the Machshava, it means that it'll bring you to do other mitzvahs. Right? And, and, the, and, and again, the main point of the Ha'ar al-Khaira is, I think, more by the Amuna, because he's saying the Amuna will bring you to do other mitzvahs. While the Chayra, according to what the Rebbe is saying in the Kutitayr, every mitzvah has a machshav adiga maisa. That means even in the mitzvah of Amuna, the Chayra, there should be a maisa and a deeper component to it. Uh, maybe the, I guess the deeper component would probably be learning about uh, Hashem, thinking Yanya Amuna. Maybe the maisa would be, as the Rebbe is saying over here, is that because of this Amuna, it brings you to act accordingly, it brings you to do all the other. Um, parts of Torah mitzvahs. So I'm really, higher, as I said, can mean either a question, can be a proof, even as you're seeing, kind of going both ways, because maybe you can learn it as an explanation of what he's trying to say, or you can show that it, it's, it's, he's trying to say that there's another option. I'm not even sure. But either way, going, going on in the Sicha, she says, so even though you have these mitzvahs shemachshava, but in mitzvahs shemachshava, you have different types. You have regular mitzvahs shemachshava, which are, let's say, let's say, Amunas Hashem, or Avas Hashem, or you're being misbein in the Galus Hashem, so therefore brings you to Avas Hashem, or to Yeres Hashem. But then there's mitzvahs, which their whole union is Zikaron, is to remember an event that occurred. Like, Zeich Yitzitz you're remembering what happened by Yitzitz Mitzrayim. Or over here, we're remembering what Amalek did. This idea of remembering is not just you mention it, the Dibur, or you think about it for a moment. The idea of remembering is, the command, Zikar, remember, is that, it has to take the person completely. It takes his essence. He's living with that which he's remembering. So when Hashem is giving you the commanding of remember, it doesn't just mean, you know, especially the shlemus of the mitzvah, it doesn't just mean, oh, you're mentioning it. So you didn't, you know, you know that something happened with the mother. Rather, you're living with it. It's zakhar. It's like as if you're, as if you're there. As like the Rambam says that it has to be such a zakhira that it's or your nefesh to go to war against them. So we're not just talking about a moment. It has to be if you're really thinking about it. Maybe, you know, thinking about what happened in World War II, that would be something that we can more uh, connect with, how that type of zikaron of what occurred would be more an individual uh, to, 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 
So based on this, we can understand the question of the medrash. It says usually by by mitzvahs tmidiyos, avas Hashem, yiras Hashem, amunas Hashem, all of these mitzvahs are mitzvahs which are connected to each other. The purpose is that all of them are a way to connect to Hashem. It's one toichin. Connect to Hashem. And how do you connect to Hashem? That you're misboyin in the greatness of Hashem, which, which through that misboyinness of the greatness of Hashem, that's ma'ayra, the union of Amuna and Ava and Yira, and uh, there, that there cannot be any other type of God. And Laisasur, I guess, comes from that also because you're only focused on Hashem, and therefore Laisasur, you're not focusing on anything else. Um, Deborah doesn't say, speak about Laisasur. That's actually be a little bit more interesting how that fits in with the other. Mitzvah's Timidius, which are saying that there's one Kasher. But that's the word. Laisasuru means that you're focusing on Hashem. As the Pasuk says, you're focusing on the Mitzvah's Hashem. And therefore, you're not going to turn away. So it's still one Teichet. Masha'inkin, when we get to the Mitzvah of Amalek and Shabbos, L'chayr, the Teichet is two totally different inyan. The Teichet of Shabbos is, as the Pasuk tells us, that you're supposed to remember that Hashem created the world in six days, and in the seventh day, He rested. As the Chinuch writes, Nikba b'levaveinu amunas chidush ha'olam kishesh yisham ma'asas Hashem. So the zikaron of Shabbos is that Hashem is the balabas; He's the ruler over the world, and He's the balabas, and He controls what happens in this world. Mashenkin, what's the meaning of a Malik? The meaning is that Yodeis Rabbeinu, Meskav and Limroid Bain. That the purpose that a Malik is that He knows His master, and He has kavana to rebel against Him. Meaning, He knows about the mitzvahs Hashem. And he even knows that Hashem is the Rabbeinah. He knows that Hashem is the Balabas. And nonetheless, he's Mechavan to Limer His whole Kavana and his Pu'ula is to rebel against Elokos, to negate the Shlit of Hashem. So the Inyan of Shabbos is to say that Hashem is the Balabas. The Inyan of Amalek is to say that Hashem is not the Balabas. He knows Hashem and he's saying, no, Hashem is not the Balabas. So the Chayr, these are two separate things. I explain more. Meaning is you can't just say that maybe they're really, why, why are they two different things? Maybe it's all one Indian. The Indian is that Hashem is the Balabas, and anybody who argues with that uh, conclusion that Hashem is the Balabas, you have to destroy them. So it's still one thing. Hashem is the Balabas, and whoever says that he's not, you have to destroy. Uh, and that actually would fit very well with the mitzvah, the, 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 right? The, the mitzvah is the, the Chinuch writes, uh, the Chinuch writes the reason why women are not mechuyiv in the mitzvahs is because um, because they don't go to war. So since the purpose of remembering Amal is to go to war, and they don't go to war, so therefore, uh, there's, there's no, therefore they don't have that mitzvah essay. The Rambam writes a similar idea. The purpose of, as I said, to, to remember is to be awakened, to awaken the desire to go to war. According to the Bahag, the Bahag actually counts the mitzvah of remembering and destroying as one mitzvah. He says, because the remembering, the whole purpose of the remembering is to destroy. He says, it's not two different things. Remember to destroy them, basically, is the mitzvah. Remember what they did in order to destroy it. He learns it's all one mitzvah. So, Lechaira, why can't we just explain that? It's not two different. It's also one taifun. The taifun is the Shem is the Balabas, and whoever goes against that conclusion, we have to destroy. So, the reasoning is because. Sh- there's a, still a difference. So the purpose of Shabbos is that Hashem created the world, Yashma'ayin, and therefore He's the Balabas, and there's nothing else that has any independence from it. Hashem is the one that controls everything that happens. Amalek, what we're trying to say is, is that He can know His Master, and He could still rebel against Him. Meaning that there could be a Mitzvah Al Pitayra, 
that there's a mitzis which goes against Hashem. So Shabbos is saying is that the whole mitzis of the world is Hashem. Hashem is the balabas of the world. Hashem is the shaylit of the world. The whole mitzis of the world is Hashem. While Amalek is saying that it's shaykh that there could be a mitzis outside of Hashem, and we need to destroy that. So even when you destroy it, you're still saying that there's shaykh to be something which Hashem doesn't have control over. So, so, so it's a stira. Shabbos is saying that Hashem has control of everything. Amalek is basically saying that there could be a mitzis in this world that Hashem doesn't have control of, and we need to destroy that. So it's not one taichet. And therefore the Medrash is asking, how, how can you have both of them together? How could they be miskayim at the same time? Shabbos and Amalek are really saying two different inyanim. You know, maybe if you want to say Al-Pichasidus, Shabbos means how Hashem is above the world, higher than Ishtal Slus, while Amalek is how Hashem is, is in the world. But, okay, but then it's not going to be Neskayim Shneim at the same time. One is Lamaylam Ishtal Shlus, one's in Ishtal Shlus. One is how Hashem sees the world, and the other is how we see the world. And now it just asked, we said Al-Pichasidus, that's the halacha, that Al-Pichasidus, in this world, there is an Indian of Amalek. So if you want to say that Shabbos is how the world is, Be'emes, that Hashem is the Shalit, fine. But in our world, how we view it, Al-Pichasidus, there is something that Shaykh to go against Hashem. And that's the Shaila of the Medrash. So for that, the Medrash answers that it's like the Mashal of the Melech that has, that, that has two servants. And he gives one, each one he gives a cup. He says one is a cup for, of, of vinegar, the other is a cup of, of spiced wine. What's the vort over here? The vort, the chaymet's vinegar is something that is, is, comes from wine, but it's not something which is right for drinking. The halacha actually is, is that pure vinegar, uh, vinegar which uh, is inedible, you don't make a bracha on. If it's somewhat edible, let's say you mix it with water, then you make a bracha shahako. But if it's pure vinegar without any dilution and it's literally not edible, then you wouldn't even make a bracha. The edith, the chazal tals halacha, that chaymet's vinegar is meishus as nefesh, meaning that you're not allowed to drink vinegar Pashas, it means vinegar, which, which is mixed with water, on Yom Kippur, because vinegar is able to sustain you, so it's considered a food. You also know that vinegar um, comes from wine. It says in Halacha that when you have an item, and then if that item is niskalko, then you make a shahaka. So, for example, let's say you have items which are usually eaten raw, and then you cook it, so it's not the regular way of eating this, therefore you make a shahaka on that particular item. So one of the examples that Ghazal gives is that it is wine that turned into vinegar. So it's still edible, so you have to make a bracha. But since the wine turned into vinegar, therefore it's the wine it has become worse and you make a shahaka on. But the point is what we're seeing from here is that chaymetz, on one hand, is something which is not royal ishtia and it's in its pure state. On the other hand, we're saying is that chaymetz comes from wine and it's actually even able to revive the nefesh. So it's, so it's something which is good that it's able to revive you and it comes from food. On the other hand, we're saying that how it is right now, the payal, how it is in its pure state, where it's not royal ishtiyah. So in Pneumius, this means is that choymetz means the union of Klippus, is the union of Amalek. And we're saying is that the choymetz has a shurish in Kedusha, meaning this itself, that you could be, there could be a, a, a metzias of something which knows Hashem, and it's mechavah limroi even though that ain't oin movadai, that comes from the koyach of Hashem. Hashem is the kol yachal, meaning Hashem could do things which are opposites. So even someone that is able to know Hashem's presence is still able to fight against him. How can you fight against Hashem? He's the balabas of the world. Hashem controls everything. Hashem created the world yashmayim every single moment. So how can anything ever go against Hashem? He's the one that's giving you the energy at that particular moment. 
Elamai, Hashem is the Kol Yach, and at the same time that he's controlling you, at the same time he's also able to give you free choice, which we've discussed in other sifas uh, in more in length. But the point is this idea that you could have this Pechir Chavshis, that's a, 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 a gilu of the Shorosh Aliki of Amalek. So how do we reveal? So that's how it is down here, that you have a Metzius, which is Chaymetz, that, that goes against Hashem. But the Shorosh of this idea is a great power. It's the power within Hashem himself. Hashem is the only tr- true being that has free will. And Hashem gives it to us in this world. And he gives it even to Amalek, that Amalek is able to go against it. So that's, that shows the Shorosh, that's the Yayin, the Chaymetz comes from wine. And therefore, it's also, but how do you cause it to be Meshifes and Nefesh? How does it revive the Nefesh? That's being Mavatl, the Indian of Chaimitz. That's why, uh, Robert doesn't talk about this, but halachically means to add some water that's Mavatl, the Chaimitz, and actually makes it something which is Meshifes and Nefesh. Truth is, the Rebbe actually will say something similar. The says that by, being, by, by destroying a Malik and destroying this desire to rebel against the Shem, you're able to reveal the, the Shurish Pnimia of a mind what the truth of a Malik really is. So the Alta Rebbe explains in Tanya that there's two types of foods that, ha, that, that you're able to eat. There's foods that are always sweet, they were made that way, and other foods which are spicy and sour, that you need to spice them in order to fix them up. So a Malik would be an example of the second type of food, that it's naturally, it's something which you can't eat. You can't have chaymets, pure chaymets on its own, but if you fix it up, and the fixing over here is actually by breaking it, by being moicha, by destroying it, destroying the inyan of a malik. Then as you're able to reveal its true, uh, its true shayrash. So now let's just recap and see if we got all, we answered all the questions. The first question we had is, how can you have two zahiris at the same time? How can you have Shabbos, a malik? The Vav Mitzvah to is how can it be at the same time? So the answer that we're giving is because it's really one, really one Teichen. The Vav to is much clearer why they're one Teichen because it's a Skash to Hashem. And also Shabbos and Amalek is really one Teichen. The Teichen is that Hashem is the uh, Balabas of the world. And even this Koyach that Amalek has to go against Hashem, that itself is a Koyach of Hashem. That itself is really the Koyach of Hashem. So you could have the Zahir of both of them because the Zahir is that you're remembering that this Koyach that in this world to go against Hashem, Zagufa comes from Hashem. And by remembering that, you're able to break uh, the klipa of Amalek, and you're able to be metavel to sweeten him, and that reveals um, how he also has a shurash in the key. And that was the question of the Medrash. The question of the Medrash was, how could Shabbos and, uh, and Amalek be the same bitmiah? So the answer they gave is that they're both caps. Zekois the Zekois. What does it mean they're both caps? The both cups means that they both have an ability to receive Hashem's godly light, the orally key. They both have cups that they're able to receive it. But the difference is how. By Shabbos, which is Mikachi, the kind of Shabbos, which is always holy, initially holy, it's a food which is the Chatkila sweet. The way how it's Mikabal is through Zachar Lakachi, the Shamar Lakachi. Mashain came by, Malik, how are you able to make it a cup which is able to. Um, be megala lakus to be able to, to, to be a klila lakus. That's through punishment. That's through the union of einish. That's through the idea of breaking a Malik. And that, of course, also explains what the chiddush of the answer was. Because lachaira, we, we, one of the questions was that lachaira 
this that Amalek is supposed to be destroyed, and the Zahir is for, for punishment, and Shabbos, the Zahir is ordered to Makadish, is something which is Pasha. So the explanation what we're giving is that that was never the question, how can you have two Zahirinists about two different Yamanats? Of course you could always have two different Zahirinists about two different Yamanats. The question is, how can you have it at the same time? So the answer we're giving is, it's because they both are a cup. And they both reveal Hashem. It's just that they reveal it in different ways. One is revealing this kois through punishment and, uh, and being makabal or lakus through punishment. The other is through the union of Kedusha. And the lesson that the Rebbe gives is that uh, if you're on the, whatever type of yid you are, that if you're on the darg of Shabbos, you also need to remember uh, the union of Amalek, that you need to always be czar. You can't say, oh, I'm Shabbos, I have no connection to Tumah. No, there's always this Amalek in the world, this Mechav in the Bible, and your person always needs to be careful that not, not to be affected, even the smallest way, uh, to be Baruch And the Yidach, even someone that's a Rabka found with the level of Amalek, he shouldn't be Messiah, because he should realize his Shoros is in Kedusha. And therefore, This is the Kiyisran Ha'ar Ha'bam and Ha'ishach. And not only that, we know that Zohar Lishmar Makadishus Shabbos. Just like by Shabbos, you're able to Makadish Shabbos. So also by a Molech, you're able to, uh, meaning a Shabbos is Kadish on its own, but you're able to add Kadusha uh, in the Shabbos. So who would then by a Molech, we're able, even if you're on the level of a Molech, you're able to reveal the higher level of Or which is hidden within it and the Mishapich, the Or, the Choshech into Or.